It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Seconds left, he's got the ball, he should have it. Isaiah hangs out of the ball, flips it up to the Raptors. Detroit is the city of champions again. Detroit Basketball! What is happening? Welcome to the Locked On Pistons podcast episode for Tuesday, September the 29th, and the coaching carousel keeps on a spinning. This is your boy Matt Shook, the host of the Locked On Pistons podcast, the sports writer here in Detroit City covering sports gambling for PlayMichigan.com. Pistons fan and follower my whole life, just like you guys, and a sports newspaper reporter for over a decade as well. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Pistons podcast and sticking with us. During the pandemic, although the NBA season is getting pretty interesting, it is the time to check out the podcasts all around the network as well. Locked on NBA, Locked on Heat, Locked on Lakers, got to have some good stuff. I would imagine that Locked on Clippers is a pretty interesting show to listen to these days, as well as the coaching carousel is turning once again, if there's not going to be a lot of player movement this summer, and maybe there will be, uh, certainly not in the free agency realm, maybe the coaching uh, carousel will be even more center stage this offseason. We also got Brian, brother Brian, coming with the Almost Legends series once again. His great look back at some of the names from yesteryear that you certainly have heard of and maybe know a little bit about, but Brian gives you the deep dive that you didn't know that you need on a legend from the 1980s who put up some big numbers for your Detroit Pistons. I've also got a couple of quick takeaways from minicamp that everyone's talking about and reading about the stories that the Pistons are planting in the media, the spin zone that they're putting on for certain players who maybe they want to deal, or we'll see what they've got up their sleeves this offseason. But give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Shook, S-C-H-O-C-H, another underscore after that. Also the Locked on Pistons Twitter account, and check us out on Facebook at Locked on Pistons Dash. Matt Shook, but we all know the NBA Finals get started on Wednesday night. I hope you're excited as I am. The bubble's been fun. But it's been a long kind of a slog after the slog of the shutdown of the league, too. So kind of nice to see the the ending coming soon a little bit, too. And we know that uh, hopefully the draft will come pretty soon after that. And then the next season will roll through. So won't be as long of an offseason as maybe we're accustomed to. But I wanted to drop the schedule here so you guys can plan your week. Wednesday is going to be game one. Of course, all the games down in Orlando uh, between the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers. Friday is going to be game two, Sunday is going to be game three, and Tuesday is going to be game four. So one day off in between these first four games, and then two days off after game four for the only time during this series, and then back to Friday, Sunday, Tuesday for this series. All these starts are going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern time, except for the Sunday games, games three and six on Sunday evening, going to start at 7.30. All the games on ABC, and you can imagine Mike Breen, Mark Jackson, 
And Jeff Van Gundy, although he, unless he's hired for another gig in the meantime, will be on the call for that. Maybe Doris Burke on the sidelines. I'm just making all that stuff up, but I'm guessing that's going to be the rundown. Wanted to run down with you guys some finals odds as well. I'm pulling this up off of FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook, which you can go to and check out at Motor City Casino or just go online and uh, check out the odds that they have. Legal, It's not legal to gamble online in Michigan quite yet. That's looking about like about Thanksgiving or so, but you can go place your sports bet at Motor City Casino where they have the FanDuel Sportsbook. Game one is a five-point spread. Of course, the Lakers favored over the Miami Heat in that one. The odds to win the series, you got minus 370 for the Lakers, plus 290 for the Heat. So the Heat basically three-to-one odds to win the championship. Um, the biggest long shot in how a series will end up is uh, the Miami Heat with the sweep. Plus 4,300, so 400 or 43 to 1 odds for that one. 19 to 1 odds on the Heat winning in five. The most likely scenario, according to FanDuel, is the Lakers in five. That's plus 250, so 2.5 to 1. They're 3.1 to 1, so plus 310 on Lakers in six. A sweep by the Lakers is the the third most likely. That's a 4 to 1. And the Lakers in seven at plus 490. And the Heat in seven at plus eight fifty. So, obviously, the sports books like the Lakers to win this one, as you would imagine. But uh, the Heat, in my opinion, and like a lot of folks out there, I'm not alone in this. I think this should be a pretty good series. As far as Finals MVP, surprise, surprise, the odds-on favorite is one LeBron James minus one sixty-five. So he's uh, much better than even money, or much worse if you're betting even money to win that one. Anthony Davis is three to one at uh, plus three hundred. Jimmy Butler comes in third at plus 750. Bam Adebayo is 9 to 1 at uh, plus 900. Goran Dragic 20 to 1, Tyler Hero 30 to 1, Rajon Rondo 80 to 1, Duncan Robinson at the University of Michigan 100 to 1, Kyle Kuzma, Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, Danny Green and Contavious Caldwell-Pope also on the board at 100 to 1. Andre Iguodala, how about that? Throw some cash on him to win his second finals MVP but the big news on Monday night is that Doc Rivers is gone from the Los Angeles Clippers mutual parting of the ways according to a statement from Metro Detroiters Steve Ballmer of Detroit Country Day fame the owner of the LA Clippers Woj reported the news and then also floated a couple of names that are rising to the top of the candidate list and that is expectedly Tyron Lue who is the number two guy in the Los Angeles Clippers, former NBA champion with the Cleveland Cavaliers as a coach there. And unexpectedly, Jeff Van Gundy, who hasn't coached in like a million years, but was effective with the New York Knicks and Miami Heat. And uh, very insightful on the broadcast, a little bit of a goofball, but we like that about Jeff Van Gundy. And of course, we are very familiar with his brother, Stan Van Gundy, and maybe, who knows, maybe Stan Van ends up somewhere soon as well. But then Mark Spears of the undefeated reports right away that new Orleans and Philly have called doc rivers as well. So who knows if doc's going to take a year off on the golf course or the broadcast booth or get right back into coaching. You never uh, quite know with some of these guys, but there are some high profile jobs and some high profile names out there. Certainly the Pistons and Dwayne Casey are all set for at least one more year. The third of a five year deal that he signed, but you got the Clippers out there right now with Kawhi and Paul George. You got New Orleans with Zion and a lot of those young players there. Indiana is out there with Oladipo and Miles Turner. Turner rumors flying around that maybe those guys want out with new coach coming in there. Philly's out there. 
Houston's out there. Oklahoma City's out there. Uh, you got Mike D'Antoni, who's kind of the dean of all these lists right now at this point. Now Doc Rivers, add him to the fold. Kenny Atkinson is out there. A lot of people love him and the work he did at Brooklyn. I'm not a huge fan. Um, I, I don't have no problem with Kenny Atkinson. I just don't think he's quite God's gift to coaching yet. But uh, Billy Donovan landed in Chicago already. Nice move there. The New York Knicks picked up Tom Thibodeau. I don't know. You're going to have to explain that one to me at some point, but that's the Knicks being the Knicks. And Steve Nash to the Brooklyn Nets in the one uh, jaw dropper so far this offseason. But, uh, man, uh, it's kind of a ring around the posy, something like that. Uh, ring around the rosy, pocket full of posy, I guess. But uh, that's the the most important and most crucial element of this offseason so far is where these coaches will end up. Um, not a whole lot of sexy free agent players, but a lot of big-name coaches out there floating around. What's the best job? Well, for talent, you probably want the Clippers or Philly. You might be able to win now, but certainly a lot of pressure there, some tough personalities maybe to deal with or to get motivated. New Orleans, you might be able to build, build there and get, get a little dynasty going if Zion stays healthy throughout the years. Or Oklahoma City, that long-term play, maybe a little bit more job security there in the heartland. Indiana's Indiana, I don't know. I mean, I guess. But then, I don't know, you've got Houston at the bottom of the list to me. I can't imagine one of these big names, especially any kind of sane person who's got a big name who'd want that job. Well, I'd want the job and the paycheck that comes along with it. But, man, uh, big things happening so far here in the offseason that hasn't even really began yet, but uh, the coaching carousel underway in earnest. But up next, we're going to go back to the Almost Legends series with the great Brian Shook. That's coming up next here on the Locked on Pistons podcast. But, hey, you know I got to tell you guys about rockauto.com, the best website out there for all your auto parts needs. rockauto.com, it's a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your ride. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, maybe your third car, maybe your seventh car, maybe that car number 11 in the back of the garage that you don't drive as much anymore. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog, it's unique, but it's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the pros as the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And if you're like me, you already know this, but DoorDash has been like literally a lifesaver during the year of 2020 of our Lord. DoorDash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right to your door. You don't even have to move a muscle. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. All the favorites, just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food will be left at your door. DoorDash deliveries are now contactless to keep the communities that we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app 
and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Again, that's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees on that first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Yes, sir! Which former Piston is the highest on the NBA all-time scoring list? Well, that answer is Allen Iverson. But if you discount the cup of coffee he had late in his career with Detroit, who's next? The answer might surprise you. We look at a player who scored over 23,000 points, which puts him ahead of names like Bird, Drexler, and Dwayne Wade on this episode of Pistons Almost Legends. And one of the forwards wearing number 45 from Notre Dame, Adrian Dutley. After graduating from high school basketball powerhouse Matha Catholic High School in Maryland, Dantley was a two-time All-American at Notre Dame and a member of the gold medal winning U.S. team in the 1976 games. He left college after his junior season and was drafted sixth overall by the Buffalo Braves in the 1976 NBA draft. His pro career got off to a fast start as he won Rookie of the Year after averaging over 20 points in his rookie campaign. After that season and what would become a common theme of Dantley's career much to his dismay, Adrian became the first Rookie of the Year winner to be traded after the award-winning season as Buffalo shipped him off to the Indiana Pacers. After only 23 games in Indiana, he was again dealt this time to the Los Angeles Lakers, before being sent to Utah after the following season. With the Jazz, he saw his most success and stability in the league, playing for them for seven seasons, making six All-Star teams and twice leading the league in scoring, while averaging over 30 points a game in four of those seasons. After the 86 season, the Detroit Pistons traded Kelly Tripuka and Kurt Benson for Dantley to join the emerging Detroit team and help them compete with the dominating Boston Celtics. He did not disappoint, and although shots were tougher to come by because of sharing the court with future Hall of Famers Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, he was still able to average over 20 points per game in each of his first two seasons with the Pistons. In his first playoff with the Pistons, the team ran into the vaunted Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. In Game 5 of that series, the now infamous steal by Bird from a Thomas inbound pass put the Celtics up 3-2. The Pistons fought back in Game 6 to one 105 behind 24 points from Dantley to force a Game 7 back in the seemingly magical Boston Gardens. In a back-and-forth hard-fought game between the two rivals, Dantley already had 18 points as the third quarter was coming to a close. Then, the unthinkable happened. Giving up a lot of points and taking some bad shots. And they need a timeout to get their offense together. Who are they going to attack? Ainge took a bad shot that time. And look at Vinny here going to control the offense while Isaiah's on the bench. Eight on the shot clock for Detroit. Trying to force the pass in the lane and picked up. And a foul as Ainge and Dumars. Two men are down for the Pistons. One of them is Vinny Johnson, and the other one is the more severe player, Adrian Dantley. They bumped heads. And in this heat, it's got to be worse. And it looks like Adrian Dantley is really hurt. He hasn't moved. Adrian would be taken to the hospital and not be on the court to see the Pistons lose by just three points, ending their dreams that year of topping the Celtics and also their season. 
The next year, Dantley would return to Detroit and again average 20 points as the Pistons entered the playoffs looking to avenge the previous season's loss, which they did, and met the Magic Johnson-led Lakers in the finals. In that series, Dantley would lead the team in scoring and push the defending champs to the brink, but an Isaiah Thomas ankle injury and questionable foul call late in Game 7 would again find the Pistons' season ending unsatisfyingly. Determined not to repeat the previous season's disappointments, the Pistons entered the 88-89 season as favorites to return to the finals out of the East. But midway through that season, they found themselves treading water and a change needed to be made. Dantley and team captain Isaiah Thomas's egos clashed and Adrian was unhappy with his minutes being cut so that emerging defensive star Dennis Robin could be on the court more. And while GM Jack McCloskey refuted the claim, Dantley feels he knows why he was traded out of Detroit, as he told ESPN's Bad Boys 30 for 30. We had a meeting, and uh, Isaiah's getting on every player, saying what they need to do. I say, ho, 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 what about you? What you have to do? He wanted to be his team, and I wouldn't go along with it. Isaiah didn't like me, and I didn't like him. And he went up to the management and said, hey, let's get rid of AD. Dantley would be traded to Dallas in return for Mark Aguirre, and while the Pistons would go on to win back-to-back championships, Dantley would finish his career out playing another season with Dallas and one with Milwaukee before playing in Italy and retiring in 1992. Since his playing days, Dantley has been an assistant coach in college at Towson State and later with the Denver Nuggets for eight seasons under George Carl, even taking over the head coaching reins in 2009-2010 while Carl battled cancer. In 2008, a call that Dantley had been waiting years for finally came. Welcoming Adrian to the Hall of Fame is Morgan Wooten. Ladies and gentlemen, Adrian Dantley. In the Hall of Fame, Dantley said he finally found his basketball home. Played on a lot of teams. I am overly joyed, overly joyed to be finally selected to a team where an owner, a general manager, a coach, and a player coach can't trade me. Today, Adrian can be found coaching youths and refing high school games in the D.C. area, his hometown, along with an interesting side gig, as ABC News reports. Across the street, go across Few of these the kids know the that the street. crossing guard they're high-fiving in that bright green jacket in a Silver Spring, Maryland crosswalk is an NBA Hall of Famer, an Olympic gold medalist, and a millionaire. Uh, why you want to be a crossing guard? Uh, it's not beneath me. You know, I'm a regular guy. I just played basketball. I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a regular guy, and I like work. His number four hangs in the rafters in Utah as they've retired his jersey, but in the eyes of Detroit fans, he is a Pistons almost legend. Great stuff once again from Brian. Love the almost legend series. The crossing guard, Adrian Danley. Maybe he crossed the Pistons across the street to multiple championships there. So maybe that was his first act of shepherding people across a barrier to the other side. So maybe he's just keeping up with that theme there. Love the factoid about first rookie of the year that was traded the year after winning Rookie of the Year, I went ahead and get a little deep dive myself because I was like, well, didn't Michael Carter-Williams also do that? Maybe he was the second. Turns out Michael Carter-Williams was traded, but it was during year two. So technically he was not traded after winning Rookie of the Year. However, there is one other guy who was traded after winning Rookie of the Year since Adrian Dantley did it in the late 1970s. I'm going to give you one second to think about your answer to that trivia question. We'll go through the break as well but uh, give you the answer at the top of the next segment. But, uh, yeah, if you're looking for more Almost Legends or maybe we can be a little lax on the L word and just kind of keep it to 
some uh, everyday type of guys. Or we can do some of the legends as time goes on, too. Brian's looking for ideas. Reach out to him on Twitter at bshook12. Again, that's B-S-C-H-O-C-H and 12 as well. Give him a follow and thank him for the great work that he's doing to keep this podcast afloat and to keep your boy uh, fresh as possible here during these tough times. But we've got some thoughts on what we're hearing from minicamp as the Pistons continue some five-on-five work down at the Performance Center in the new center area in Detroit, what they're saying, what it means, and what the real story is coming up next here on the Locked On Pistons podcast, which is a proud member of the Locked On Network, your team, every day. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So the answer to the trivia question from earlier is Chris Webber. Chris Webber was Rookie of the Year for the Golden State Warriors and inexplicably traded to the Washington Bullets, who later became the Wizards after that. Always weird to hear Washington Bullets, but Chris Webber and Adrian Danley, two Rookies of the Year, traded after winning Rookies of the Year. But hey, we uh, I talked about the storylines from the mini-camp bubble that are going on. Hopefully you guys got a chance to read some of the content on Friday and over the weekend as well. Dwayne Casey talked to the media. In addition to Luke Kennard and Bruce Brown, Dwayne talked about Seku. Seku's looking good. Dumbuya is in great shape, one of the bright spots of mini-camp so far. Interesting to see. I mean, Dwayne talked a lot last year about the shortcomings of the conditioning for Seku. Um, interesting to see a different tact being taken, and maybe it was a, a big problem for Seku. Again, I kind of take that 18-year-old season into his 19-year-old season after Christmas time there and chalk it up to let's get this guy acclimated to living in the United States. Let's keep him in Grand Rapids most of the year, and anything we get out of him – in terms of on-court production, really in the G League or the NBA is basically a bonus. Maybe I'm taking it too easy on Seku. Maybe I got the kid gloves out too much for him. But I always kind of was surprised that they were being that tough on Seku. I know there has to be a message sent about how hard it is to be an NBA player and hopefully one day an impact NBA player as well. But nice to see that the different tone is being struck. And, of course, the assumption here is that Seku has deserved that and worked for that. And is becoming a professional. And I would say that, and not, not that he wasn't a professional before, that came out bad, but that might be the most important part of this offseason, right? Other than maybe the number seven pick in the draft, doing the right things with the cap space. But as far as development, Seku is a guy who has a higher ceiling than pretty much anyone on the Pistons roster. And for him to make improvements from his 19 season to the 20 season, 
is a big one. And for a guy who should be a big part of the future, that's great news to hear. Also, Luke, point Luke, right? Talking about Luke Kennard with the ball in his hands and how comfortable he is. To me, I take anything with Luke Kennard this offseason with a grain of salt. We know that Ed Stefanski and Dwayne Casey really committed to the bit where he was going to start the next game. He was going to, after dozens of games being out, until the pandemic hit, Luke Kennard was literally going to play the next game. I don't believe that for a second, but I do feel like there's a concerted effort to gas up the trade value of Luke Kennard, or not necessarily. I mean, I'm not 100% assured that that's what's going on, but I think this is an organization that would like to move off of Luke Kennard, recognizes the fact that he's a good player and he's a good asset, and if people believe in the health of his knees, then maybe you could get something for him. Maybe I'm reading too much into that. But uh, also today... Apparently the draft prospects, a lot of them talk to the media and they'll be talking to them as time goes on as well. And LaMelo Ball, we knew he was in Detroit for a while based on some Instagram shots, some other films we said we saw of him. But apparently he's been here the whole time working with Jermaine Jackson, the former Detroit Finney and University of Detroit Titan and Detroit Pistons player as well, who is his personal trainer, kind of uh, hooked up with him when they were in Spire Institute there in uh, the Cleveland area and LaMelo Ball's guy is Jermaine Jackson, who has ties to the local area. And uh, good to have LaMelo in town. Hopefully he's enjoying himself, getting better, and uh, who knows? Maybe he slips to number seven and ends up playing for the red, white, and blue down the road. Just a few notes from the Pistons land these last few days. We'll talk about them more. But thanks again to Brother Brian for coming through. Again, uh, I say it publicly here on this show. I should say it privately more often. But, Brian, thanks so much for the help. We're bowling through this getting ready for the draft, getting ready for free agency, and maybe even some basketball someday. But uh, the NBA Finals coming up on Wednesday. I'm very excited. Hope you guys are too. But that's your ho- this is your host, Matt Shook, of the Locked On Pistons podcast, saying, now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Rejecting the Screen. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.